now, here are the princes of Paydrag, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rock stars. All right, everyone. Welcome to the SEO rock stars. It is 404 and you have found us on May 24, 2016. This is Chris Boggs. I'm founder of Web Traffic Advisors, and I'm joined, as always, by Frank Watson, Mr. Aussie Webmaster. Greetings, Frank. How are we doing, my friend? Pretty well. I was on the road all day, unfortunately returning from my father-in-law's funeral, which was yesterday or the day before. So we lost a good man, but life must go on. We got some great topics today to cover. And we're going to start with a pretty cool one that you just pulled up, Frank. We were talking about it earlier in regards to an announcement from Google Analytics regarding tell beautiful stories with your data. The Google Data Studio 360 beta turns your data into beautiful, informative reports that are easy to read, easy to share, and fully customizable. So, Frank, as I mentioned, I just got off the road. Tell us about what you know about this so far. Yeah, it was Google had a keynote address today on Google Ads and Analytic Innovations. They had a bunch of people up on the stage. I think George is going to put the link to it in the copy. So when we have this post, it'll be up there. But it was really interesting because their Google Data now console or whatever it's going to be called has this really cool ability to pull all the analytics that you've got across, whether it's AdWords, whether it's Google Analytics, whether it's YouTube Analytics, whether it's stuff that you've got on Google Sheets and Google Docs. You can pull this in and it updates in real time. You can share the document like you can a Google Doc where you see the different people that are up there and they're all engaging with the content. And it pulls this information and you change the, say, an area where you set aside for the date. It'll pull the, the content for that date range. So it's dynamically generated. You can do it, set something up for weekly, do it once, and it pulls all this information into a dashboard, lay it out in whatever format you want, whether it's a list of the top URLs that have had visited traffic, whether you want a percentage of how it breaks down by mobile and desktop and tablet. It really, I would go look for Google Ads and Analytics Innovations Keynote. It's the copy that I had. You have to scroll in to uh, the 31 minute mark, but I'm sure they'll have it up pretty quickly. They really did roll out a bunch of things today, and it was impressive. And I think a lot of people are going to say thank you because some of these tools are going to save a lot of time and a lot of the previous work that used to be done in pivot tables and madly scrambling with Excel spreadsheets. You'd be able to just have this automatically generated so that when the CEO clicks the button for the URL, there it is, whatever week range or monthly range he wants, all the information will be there. So, Outstanding. So we should check that out. I'll definitely make uh, you know use of it. I mean, everyone likes visualized data. So anytime that you can get it, you know, uh, from the horse's mouth, or especially you know if you're using Google Analytics, uh, you know, I think that it's uh, it's nice to be able to just stream that together. Yeah, they, and the thing is, it's they're offering. It's in beta at the moment. There's a paid version that you know may be a little on the expensive side for volume. But uh, they are offering right now a uh, free user five report type thing 
uh, beta testing in the United States. So, I mean, it's definitely something to look at, see if it's going to save you, find out what the pricing is, because I didn't mention price. Obviously, you know, the more you use it, you know, they're, they're incorporating it into the you know, 360 analytics that, you know, the paid side. So it's worth checking out. All right. Well, that's a good one. And obviously, from an SEO perspective, we should always be looking to measure, measure, measure. So next, we're going to get into a couple um, of the industry articles. Hang on a second here. And actually, this is uh, the first one is from Courthouse News. Courthouse News. But basically, this one, um, it's down in Fort Myers, Florida. The uh, a federal judge denied Google's try to dismiss a case where eVentures suing them over being knocked out of the search results for supposedly providing, you know, pure spam websites. And the argument's interesting. You know, article says Google has an anti-competitive economic motivation to eliminate the visibility of eVenture websites on its search engine results because eVentures publishes information online to assist third parties in getting increased website visibility, and Google does the same. I don't really think that Google's doing it in the same way that eVentures is. eVentures, I imagine, is type of optimization you know, uh, company, whereas Google's just a search engine. And they'll give you a certain amount of inf information, but they're not telling you how to increase your visibility on any very specific scale, at least as far as I can tell. Yeah, I mean, there's some interesting stuff in here that part about contains allegations sufficient to overcome Google's defense that its actions were protected editorial decisions, namely that Google's actions were based upon anti-competitive punitive reasons. So, you know, there's obviously we're not lawyers, but I think that, you know, the more that this stuff comes into court, the more likely that we're going to get some clearer answers, I think, going forward and even more clear definitions in terms of, you know, from a general business perspective, hey, you, it's not just your your uh, Google given right to rank, right? Yeah, that's that's the thing. You know, there's the problem is Google now is such a large portion of search. They own such a large market share that they lose part of that freedom to say, you know, no shirt, no service type thing. And, you know, we can choose who we want to serve or who we don't want to serve, which seems to be an unalienable right in this country. But as soon as you get too big and you, you own a larger portion of the market, there's expectations of you being fair about it. And I think this is what the whole thing's going to come down to. I doubt whether this one holds up for some reason, but it's something definitely we should uh, keep our eyes on and see how it goes. All right. So next up, we're going to go to MediaPost.com. This is one of our favorite sort of revolving topics, and we get to talk about it maybe every, hopefully not more often than six months. But is search dead is the article headline. I, you know, it, it's just it's funny. And I, I, sometimes I wonder if it's kind of a clickbait or, you know, wondering. And I guess it's something to talk about as well. But I mean, based on the day in and day out of my life, you know, search is just as a general statement, search is not dead, right? And so this article by Corey Trefiletti at Media Post, I can I just finish up here, Frank. Yeah. Realistically, 
the answer is no, is how uh, Corey leads it off. So please go ahead. I just wanted to, you know, add that. Yeah, no, that's what I'm. That's what I was saying. Uh, sorry about that. It, it's the fact that you're using that, you know, ever popular search engine, you know, search marketing dead headline, and then says within the first ten words, realistically, the answer is no, and then goes through in the article and talks about different aspects of you know, where search is going. He's talking about search and uh, location with mobile devices and you know, voice search and things like that. So, you know, it's more he's looking at it from the perspective of do we just take it for granted? Is search just such an in part, integral part of our lives that we don't isolate it anymore as being an entity? It's just something that we do. We, I think that was the angle of it. And, and you know, Shame on you for using that uh, headline because uh, that seems to be, like you say, at least five or six of these are done every year to get the attention of people going, oh, what, what's going on? Yeah, and I think, you know, there's a mixture back and forth in this article of stuff that I agree with and empathize with and then stuff that I'm a little bit, you know, surprised is in the article. But, you know, the first part uh, around Comparing search, like you mentioned, to just becoming that friend of yours who always shows up when asked, will do whatever he can to help, and is consistently taken for granted, is search the utility infielder for you. You know, I personally don't think we've skipped that far ahead, I hope. And, you know, I see this where's the innovation kind of theme throughout the article. I think potentially it's possible that the innovation that's going on for a lot of people for search is a lot of people that are involved in uh, higher level media planning and at the executive level, probably not even aware of the level of innovation that goes into trying to get links these days, for example, right? Oh, exactly. You know, it, 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 unfortunately, it has been become such a part of what we do that it is taken for granted. And, you know, sadly, as he mentioned, so why isn't search sexy anymore? You know, when Google first came out and it was always changing and you could all of a sudden get a lot of traffic. Now it's just the expectation. And that poor guy who that lost his websites and doesn't have any more traffic, he's feeling the other side of it. Now, now we just take a lot of companies just take it for granted that, you know, they're going to get X amount of their business through search. And you know, very foolishly, sometimes they don't keep track of the changes. And all of a sudden they wake up one morning and they're out of the front page. And all of a sudden their business model is scampering to try and you know, hold things together. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, the point of the article, and then one of the last things he says, you know, still he feels that search is somewhat boring these days and he don't, doesn't understand why. I will posit is probably that he doesn't freaking do search every day and he doesn't understand what's really going on in the industry. But with that, we're going to take our first break of the day and we'll be right back with you here on SEO Rockstars. Stay with us. We'll be back with more SEO rock stars right after this. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, 
Carlsberg and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising, or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Now, let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO Rockstars. All right, we are back. This is SEO Rockstars. We're originally recording on May 24th, 2016. Thanks for joining us. So now we're going to get into some more SEO-E type of topics for the second portion of today's show. Google announced that you can now group together multiple properties within the Google Search Console so you can get aggregate data in the search analytic report. So what do you think about this, Frank? Uh, it's, it's clever. Yeah, I mean, it is something that we need to do there a lot of the times they were breaking things out even by uh, the difference between the http and https we've got the ability to aggregate different mobile so you've got mobile as an area to to track uh, it's, it gives you that ability inside of the search console to deal with things in a group level which is really handy right so for example they're showing amp.example.com, m.example.com, and www.example.com as three different subdomains that you've set up Google Search Console for, and then you could call it My Sites, right? And this is a great layout as usual at Search Engine Land, by the way. I don't know that I introduced that at the beginning. This is from Search Engine Land on May 23rd by Barry Schwartz. So uh, as usual, great sort of set of examples in here. But one of the things that we'll want to see is, you know, I'm looking forward to hopefully some good blog posts from SEOs that start to show, you know, aggregate data and, and sort of what can be useful within a property set. Now, I would expect, you know, since there's already ways to kind of group the data within analytics, that there might be some options to create specific reports that will help you drive, for example, towards mobile or desktop or potentially specific even keyword sets, huh, Frank? Yeah, and I think, you know, that and also rich snippets and things like that, you know, where you're getting, you know, just knowing where your source of traffic is. Uh, we know that if you have like a knowledge graph box and you've got your ad words at the top and you've got a couple of listings in the search results and maybe there's a pack in there as well, there those impressions being able to sort of separate them out and know which ones are getting seen at which times because they're all 
they're all a lot of them will be going to the same page so this way right. you'll be able to actually create sort of different groups and sets where you can have a look at impressions and clicks based purely on different aspects of what you're looking at you know, that's that part of it, it will will have impact yeah and i think you know the main focus is to be able to since we used to have to be able to have to since we had separate search consoles for each subdomain or http versus https um you had to basically meld them in in excel uh, right and and now um you're able to do more of this uh traffic and uh visibility data that you can get within the search console uh, directly sort of within one set. So it's a great step forward and, and, and frankly a little bit surprising that it didn't happen sooner. Uh, but I'm looking forward to uh, uh, honestly immediately testing this out uh, with a couple of clients. So hopefully we'll be able to talk about that soon and maybe that they'll be expanding even in sort of the other things that will become available sort of across properties. And ultimately, it would be great, I think, if you could just have a single search console for every uh, and, and, you know, be able to have sort of categorized sub folders within that search console account to, to deal with your specific subdomains. But it's already kind of a pain to have to go through. I know it's worth the pain in terms of the additional data that you can get by going through setting up all these different subdomains for search console. But it would be nice if it you know, the next step would be to just make it so that you could just do one instead of having to, you know, come up with a solution to get all the data together like this. Yeah, true. But, you know, it just shows how sort of separated Google gives you the ability to look at it because a lot of times you do want to have it look at it separately as opposed to aggregatively. So, you know, they, they go at the broader and now they're saying, okay, we'll let you wrap them together so that you can get more of a broader picture. So do titles and H1s still have SEO impact? This is an article over at Distilled by Tim Allen, published on May 23rd, where they split tested titles and H1s. And, you know, they're first providing a brief background uh, about how Tom and Will are, you know, go way back. And it's cool. And it's true that forever in SEO, I mean, the number one thing that probably has never changed is that you have to have a keyword in your page title. And you should, I mean, I guess probably H1s, there has been some waffling and some people argue that H1s within e-commerce were, you know, devalued because of overstuffing and stuff like that, right? So, but I would say at least at the title, they've, and actually, you know, that's what it says in this article as well. So it's a good read. Let's talk about the split test, Frank. Yeah, I mean, it's clever. It also talks about the tool that they have over at Distilled there, what's it called now? Their optimization delivery network that gives you the ability to do some of these and but basically the one thing about this is a good test it shows that there is still influence in the titles etc on the ranking but part of me also wonders because of the way that the titles that they use that there may be some confounding variables Basically, they looked at some hotels and they had location, hotel, New York. Yeah, then the H1 was location, hotel. And then they changed them to hotels near location in the specific city and the town. And then the H1 was hotels near. I think 
they may have gotten some benefit in the lift because of the use of Nia, because of the use of that and how Google then, and you know, they don't separate out the information as far as where the traffic came from. It would be interesting to see if there was a lot more traffic from mobile because mobile would be looking for a geo recognizer and then near a particular location with the hotel would have a priority. What do you think? Yes, I think that, you know, there's a lot of elements and that's very hard to control in a test like this. By the way, you said there was some pages that were tested. It is a good number of 10,000 pages or approximately 10,000. And you know, they made these changes and they had actually a 50-50 split. So I'm, I'm guessing that it was about 10,000 pages that didn't have the changes, right? And so uh, it's a pretty long article. Uh, I agree with your suggestion that near probably did improve the geo visibility of you know the specific term so and then when you're collecting you know collecting the traffic da data you know i would suspect you know that there's going to be some influence there based on like you said location that that traffic's coming from and hopefully you should be able to see a corresponding uptick in the actual traffic being near there or at least planning on being near there so the next thing obviously becomes also that many marketers will ask will will be as if there's an uptick then does that also mean that there's an uptick in the bottom line as a result of it because that would be also a, a flip around way to answer that question if there's an increased visibility in the specific area and you know the the results coming up and then there's getting a resulting booking as well you know that's going to be probably the most desired case yeah, no, without a doubt. And, you know, great work by these guys to prove, you know, regardless of what the confounding variables were, they did prove that titles and descriptions have an impact, you know, yeah. have an SEO impact. So, I mean, as far as the test goes, the test showed that, yes, what's in those H1s and your title tags does have an absolute in impact on SEO. So, uh, whether the, search, the total search volume was because of the results going up at all, or could it have been just them, the wording and every other weighted factor, they do have an impact. So it's something that we shouldn't be saying, oh, yeah, the titles and H1s are dead. Yeah. And one more thing, too, to add is that that I think we glossed over quickly is that the hotel's near structure had over double the amount of searches per month overall. Right. So they show a number of 156,000 searches across these hotel near locations that they're using versus only 72,000 when they're using the location hotels keyword. Right. So it's hotels near location or location hotels. And so. You know, that's going back to, I think, fundamental SEO, you know, prioritization there too, right? Because there's a double search volume. I think that they, you know, did the right thing by going after the one with the double search volume versus, you know, the opposite. So good job, Distilled. Uh, keep it up. And hopefully this will be, you know, uh, there's a lot of great uh, data that's coming out as a result of companies like Distilled that are taking, you know, actual data or actual client sites and uh, testing stuff like this. So, you know, any SEOs that are doing stuff like this, 
let us know. We'd love to have you on. We'd love to have you know an interview and talk about some of the testing and some of the ways that you were able to measure in, in terms of determining where you know the results were coming up, for example, if this was a broad result set or if you were focusing on local stuff. So if you're an SEO and you want to come on and talk SEO with us and you have some stuff like this, this we love to talk about it. So please do reach out to us at Facebook or on Twitter, SEO Rockstars. So quickly before the next break, let's touch on Ann Smarty, our friend over at the Internet Marketing Ninjas blog. Google people at, people also ask related questions. What are they and why should you care? So this is an article about if you recently put a search term, you may have noticed results containing an expandable grid box such as people also ask. And then these questions can be expanded by clicking the drop down, right? And there's actually, you know, this is a, probably a, a multitude of topics we could talk about on this is that essentially Google's found another way to steal, uh, you know, content and deliver it directly within their search result page. There's that side of the equation. And then there's the other side of it, Frank. Yeah. Now, I mean, without a doubt, it's just another format that Google's using to to try and improve the user experience. And normally I'm on the other side of this one crying foul, but this is really an article you want to read because it explains to you best practices on how to possibly get your information. They go through, you know, what the criteria are, what they've seen in why these boxes are appearing and, and which sites are doing it. You know, the use of questioning format, like an FAQ type thing helps to get some sites content into these boxes and they have links and they also include generally a search link that's related to the question so that you know and up props the, the pages of, of the people that are whose content they've scraped the first couple of sentences of. Right. So, yeah, flipping the, you know, to the other side of it, the SEO side, which is how do we get, you know, one of these, you know, it's how do you get a position for your website and your content into questions that are pertinent to your particular industry? Like, how do I build, you know, a shack in the backyard or something like that? Right. And if there's something that you might have content around, it would be great and a goal for SEO, obviously, to appear within it. And does mention, and you touched on this, Frank, that if you serve search for chocolate diamonds, the related question contains answers from a museum, a recognized diamond expert, and a very old diamond company, right? So it's not like Google's just going to randomly pull these up, especially for the high volume searches for which there's been a lot of content for a long time. But I think that there's probably an opportunity, especially for emerging types of product or service suites to maybe proactively target these kind of results. So it's a great article. They also mention in here, uh, if you want to find in, with your industry the possibility of these boxes, go and look at SERPstat. So, I mean, this, this article is really good, and I highly recommend any of the SEOs that are out there to have a read of it because it's just another you know, tool to have in your box. Yep, good on you, Anne. And that's at the Internet Marketing Ninjas blog, Search Engine Optimization, Google's People also ask related questions. So let's take another break and we will be right back with you for our last segment of the day on SEO Rockstar. Stay with us. We'll be back with more SEO Rockstars right after this. Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. 
Brands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO Rockstars. All righty. Welcome back, everyone, to the SEO Rockstars. This is Chris Boggs with Frank Watson. We're going to get back into a couple more of the legalese topics. There was an article, another article in relation to the um, uh, First Amendment, and, and I thought it was a good por- perspective from Ars Tactica. Uh, the First Amendment, Google's First Amendment defense of search censorship fails in court. So uh, we just wanted to give that a quick hat tip. Uh, we did already cover the topic earlier, but that's by David Kravitz over at Arts Technica, published May 18th. And then there's another article that we wanted to cover from Ars Technica, which is why Google's monopoly abuse case in Europe will run and run. So this is an interesting article from Kelly Five Ash of the UK from May 19th, 2016. And it provides a brief history of a dominant Google soul-searching competition battle in the EU. So it's interesting if you think about, as an SEO, uh, some of the things that we have to do over here versus over there, a lot of it overlaps, right? But when it comes to sort of the ability to do reputation management, there's a big difference in Europe, right, Frank? I mean, you can okay. simply, <laughs> it, it, there's no there's no such business. America, you know, the United States has, I this is mine, I always say America has all the freedoms. You've got the freedom to starve over here. Just as you have the freedom to be the rich, you know, make the most money in the world, you can charge whatever you want so long as someone's willing to pay for it. Whereas in other countries, there's a little bit more structure to the law, and privacy issues have been a big issue in Europe with Google, that to the point where they had to create that, you know, forget me now or whatever they call that. And now they're having problems with just their monopolistic part of it, and you know. The fact that they have such 
dominance of search. Now that's it's a problem. If you create the best possible product and everyone wants it and doesn't want any other products, that just seems like success at one level. Yes. And and I think there's again there's an interesting history here in regards to how this became, right? And you know, when you're looking at the way that, and again, it's very important um, as an SEO to understand what's going on over there because a lot of what is going on over there could eventually happen over here, right? And, you know, however, you know, in Europe, people will continue to treat Google differently in relation to what it finds in its search results versus what it expects to see of its own brand. And that, I think, probably will take way longer over here, right? I mean, I think that since the paid side of it is so well established that there's almost an expectation that, you know, what you get from an SEO perspective is what you put into it and that not necessarily that Google owes you anything, right? And I almost feel that there's more of a Google owes us type of feeling over there. Well, I mean, the big thing is Google's gone in and apparently or allegedly said that, you know, Android device has created restrictions on what can come up in Android devices, which is their phone device, their operating system. So they're getting grabbed for that. <clears throat> and uh, they just, they have some problems. And the, the other story that I sent you, which ties into this, there's always been the issue of the taxation part of it. Of the, uh, They think that Google's skirting they're making all this money from the various countries in Europe and they're not paying their fair tax because of a couple of loopholes that exist. But hey, in yeah. America, if the loophole exists, that means it's legal. That means so, you're doing business in a more efficient manner. <laughs> so yeah, you're mentioning the Reuters.com, which will be actually the last topic we'll cover today. And that technology article from today, Tuesday, May 24th, investigators raid Google Paris headquarter in a tax evasion inquiry. So as you mentioned, this is not something that's new, Frank. You know, Google has for a long time, you know, whenever you start printing money, people are, especially governments, are going to wonder if you're printing enough for them, right? And in the case of the Internet especially, it's very difficult to hyper pinpoint where all the money comes and goes. So Google has stated that it's fully complying with French law, right, Frank? Yeah, but see, there's, that's the rub. Basically, the, way, the workaround it is, if the sale is being done in Ireland, and that's what the claim is, that the last part of the sale, the closing of the sale, as it were, is being done in, in Dublin, the Dublin offices. So the people that are working in France and in the UK, in Britain, it's funny because the, the argument is, hey, Google's running ads for salespeople, and these people are being hired and they're selling Google AdWords and other products companies in France and in other parts of Europe but the last part of the contract is being done in Ireland so right, that's everything. why the taxation department in France raided the Paris office and you know, came in with a bunch of bodies and started grabbing information off the computers the usual stuff that you think in, uh, when you're seeing in the movies that are happening for the, the people that are doing insider trading and stuff so uh, it should be interesting to see because Google is a great product. There's no getting around that. Have they had some problems with how they've done things? The best example of that would be in Canada, they were letting Canadian drug sales being done in the U.S. 
and they made about two or three billion dollars and got fined 500 million. So, I mean, it's like, okay, we make three million. We only get fined 500 million. You know, there's $2.5 billion profit in it for us. So what the hell? Right. Well, I wonder if there would be some, because to me, I mean, when you look at all the, the point of this, and it's well explained in this Reuters article, is that, you know, if the sale of any advertising occurs by someone in Dublin, concluding that sales contract, all of them, then it's good to go. But if anyone, like in France, finalizes a contract with a local client, then the company would be obliged to report the revenues nationally. So that's, that's a huge thing right there. You know, hopefully, you know, if you're on Google's side, you're hoping that they've somehow been able to accomplish that. But I just don't see how it could happen. That How do you get the contracts on? Well, I mean, you could do that digitally, right, via Ireland. But in any case, we're coming to the end of this week's SEO rock stars. We were a little light on SEO topics this week, a little bit of industry chatter. We have to understand as SEOs that we need to understand what's going on in the rest of the industry, especially analytics, paid search, and what's happening with Google in the courts. So Frank, great job as usual coming up with some awesome topics. Stay with us next week again, and we'll be here at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern live if you ever want to listen to it on cranberry.fm and uh, cranberryradio.fm. And we'll be back, so stay with us, or be back with us next week on SEO Rockstars. Thanks for being with us. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 